You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. Ranger Things. We're recording on Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. I'm Carla Montagino, and I'm joined by Brendan Lyons. Good evening. And Dave Pacheco. Cheerio, Ranger fans. As Cheerio. always, you can visit rangerthingspodcast.com <laughs> and subscribe for free to get access to content, newsletters, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search Ranger Things Podcast. We'd love for you to be a part of the show. So send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast service. And if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. Let's get into it. Uh, Next week's games, not much. We have Monday the 4th versus Florida and Saturday the 9th versus St. Louis. But we have a big, juicy trade deadline on the 8th. Right in between those two games. Yeah, very, very, very sexy week next week. Not much action. We had an exciting one tonight. We had an exciting one tonight. What? That yeah. yeah. Just just moments ago. Slightly disappointing show. But exciting. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of felt like we lost by technicality in that one. I don't know. I don't love the Mitch Marner goal. I get it. I don't love it. But I get yeah. it. Yeah, I mean he had the forward progress. It took him a skew. He didn't stop and go backwards. Like, yeah. Right. He went, if anything, he went parallel. Yeah. Which I, at first glance in, in real time, it was like, I was like, oh God, he went backwards. I was like, that's a no goal. But then, yeah. you know, replay shows, you know, brings everything to light. And I was like, yep, no, it's a good goal, sadly. Yeah. But once once he scored that, I was like, yo, it's over. Like, it's, you know, they, they they're going to lose oh, this fucking shootout. <laughs> Lafreniere, Lafreniere came really close to squeaking it through the five hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just did not yo, agree with Trocek. Right. That oh, yeah, yeah. Such a bad call. I was like, why would we do that? Um, Put Rempy out there. He's at least got a little bit <laughs> of juice. Put Rempy out there. He's got a little bit of juice behind him. Bro, Jesus he could have pulled him. He could have pulled a Marek Malik, bro. <laughs> You, you never know. It would wait. How about too. <laughs> how about the uh, how about the maturity yeah. the maturity by young Matt Rempe uh, after after we go up a goal, Ryan Reeves tries to challenge him and he s- smartly looks at the bench. Laviolette says no. Yep, yep. You know, I I gotta say, like I was gonna talk about this a little bit later, but we're we're, at, we're on the topic of this game. Rempe, <laughs> he, I mean. He what a great job by Rempe because you know he's just he's a gamer. Yes. He want he would have fought if he wanted mm-hmm. to, but Re- Revo's a bully man. He was just going going at him all game, trying to goad him into a fight. There was no reason. There was no point in that game where a fight felt necessary, right? No. Um, Except the third. Except that that fight in the third he, that where where he looked at the bench and they gave him the go ahead. Well, that was just. That was just like, you know what? That was Rempy saying, hey, I've had enough. Can I fucking go with this guy? And you know what? Well, right. that's that, the thing. It's a pretty good fight. Like, a lot that's of the thing. Re- Revo was going at him all night, and then Revo started going at everyone else because yeah. Rempy wouldn't fight him. Right. And, you know, hats off to Revo. That's his job. That's exactly. his role on the team. 
what I don't think like what I don't think Revo anticipated is that sort of sparked a little bit of life on the Rangers bench and we came, yeah. you know, we tied it up not long after that. Um, send it to overtime. But yeah, great, great tilt between the two big guys. I would, I would so say I, oh, go ahead, Dave. Yeah. No, no I gotta say it. Trocheck, Roach, the Roachmeister. Two goals tonight. Oh, oh yeah. Um that's his five hundredth point. That's his fifth two goal game of the season. Wow. Fucking yeah. wagon. He's a wagon. How about wagon. how about but, the but, fucking go ahead? Sorry, Dave. No, no, I just no, I just wanted to bring it back to the to the Rumpy Reeves thing. It's just like I think I like the um so I think the the reason you know Revo was 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 trying to goad him the entire night is like you know he's a bruiser he's an old timer at this point and I think he wanted to really like you know see what the hype was test this kid's metal and you know obviously after the fight you know or while it was winding down there was there was that level of of respect and understanding and yeah you know I I definitely appreciated that like you know there's no dirty dirty bullshit you know or yeah. you know butt hurt feelings. Um, <laughs> And so, I will say yeah. that's the fairest fight since Martin that he had. Yeah. 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 I got, I've got a lot of respect for fights ended with like a, a bullshit, like tackle takedown. Yeah. 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 You know, I've, I think I feel like I've said this a million times, you know, throwing somebody at like taking somebody's legs out from underneath them when you're too tired to throw punches anymore is not winning a fight. Right. You know, no. Delorier did it, but he lost that fight. Olivier, what what's his name? Olivier, 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 yeah, Olivier, yeah. Olivier won the he won that fight. He did, but he he didn't did not he, have to grab his shorts he, and pull him down. Yeah, he didn't have to take Rumpy down. That was a dick move. Right. Uh, but what I was gonna say is, uh, how about that fucking first goal, that stunner by Lafreniere, and then him Jesus. freezing, then him Please. freezing the goalie. And that that feed to Trocheck for the second goal. Oh, oh wait, can I say something about this? These Ugh. motherfuckers at MSG had to put up when Lafreniere scores a goal. They're fifteen zero and zero, and now they're fifteen zero and one. These motherfucking jinx motherfuckers. <laughs> Sam Rosen cursed. I mean, it's not his fault. It's the fucking guys in the booth. But like, come on, bro. Like, you don't gotta point it out. Don't fucking throw it up there. Because as soon as you well, do that, do that's that. It. Seven and zero when tied going into the third period. Mm. They said that the second the third period starts. Uh-oh. That's a fucking jinx, bro. They're fucking up my boy Lafreniere's numbers. Well, the whole the whole thing was Fugazi because Micheletti was out in Minnesota gallivanting with fucking cheese hogs out there. Whatever the fuck they're doing. <laughs> What is that? I'm, 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 my thought is like he's at his kid's wedding or something like that. No, or... he was at a reu- the 50th anniversary of like his oh. college's fucking oh, okay. championship win. Okay. Jesus, 50? Yeah, or something. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. He's an old fucker. Damn, how old is Nicolai? No way he's in his 70s. But uh, Lafreniere yeah, was a fucking Lafreniere. Yeah, that was a stud tonight, dude. That was, yeah. And that mustache? I love mustache it. Is, it gets it's just getting. It's just getting Frencher and Frencher. Just <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <clears throat> He's just turning into a French cartoon, Alexi Lafreniere. I am a French caricature. Hey, ha, ha. I'm going to give you my best uh, Jean-Paul Belmondo impression. <laughs> so, hey, on that, on that topic, but not really on that topic, something crazy happened yesterday. Oh, Speaking sure. of French, so, so I was uh, I was on I was on Twitter yesterday as uh, as I am 
as I am. That cesspool. That's the cesspool that is Twitter. And uh, something came up. It was all the rage. Everybody was talking about the uh, the new Napoleon movie. Have you seen uh, the new Napoleon movie? No, I haven't. No, the Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, the Joaquin Ridley Phoenix Scott. Napoleon movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so everyone's talking about it. So I was like, it must have like it must be streaming. Like it, and I yeah, it's like it came out on streaming yesterday. So it's on Apple Plus. So I was working from home yesterday because we had somebody come in to do our template for our new countertops at the house. So I'm eating my lunch and I'm like, let me start watching Napoleon. Let me see what this is about. Three hours. So, I'm, so I start watching it and it's a, and it starts it like, it opens up with, uh, with the French revolution and like Marie Antoinette getting her head cut off. And it's the scene where they're like dragging her through a crowd and people are throwing tomatoes at her mm-hmm. and just screaming. Ha ha. Now you die. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a really Scott movie, so no matter where it takes place, everyone has a British accent. It's right. one of those. And there's you a know, helicopter so they, flying around in the background. Yeah. So they cut her head off and then it pans to the crowd, and Joaquin Phoenix is just standing in the middle of the crowd, <laughs> stoically with his little hat on. This is law for all say. Right. Then it cuts like hard cut to some sort of like French parliamentary room where officials are arguing back and forth and he walks in and people look at him and he's just looking at them the whole time stoically. He doesn't say a word to anybody. And, and then he goes like, up. Who's this short king? He, he walks up <laughs> into this little room. He walks up to this little room. So I'm like three minutes into the movie now, right? Mm-hmm. He walks up to this little room with these two other dudes and they're talking about the English army, the three of them. So these two dudes they're French, but again, they've got English accents. So they're like, Oi, the Brits of the. <laughs> That's my English accent. They're like, Oi, the Brits are positioning their, their troops along this river and they're moving their ships down over here. And the other, the other guy's like, <laughs> They're both talking I, like, I, bruv. I, bruv. Yeah. Hey, bruv. Right? I, bruv. They've got their ships on our shores, bruv. Yeah. No. Yeah. So they're doing that. And then. <laughs> And then they look at Joaquin Phoenix and Joaquin Phoenix just looks at them and says, man, how many troops do they have? No <laughs> accent at all. None. Zero. Z- doesn't try to do any sort of act. He just sounds like a guy from Southern California right now. What's up, guys? How many troops do they have? It was so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I, I heard and the I, movie is is pretty uh like it's kind of like it bounces around. It doesn't really focus yeah. on one thing. It's more about his love love life or his, you know, uh and you know, based it, on his love letters or some shit like is that. There an, is there an yeah. anal scene? I don't know. I didn't I stopped watching it like three minutes later because oh, I couldn't I just couldn't oh. take it. Just because all I could imagine is that at one point, what, like, the, like what a hell of an opening! And somebody'd be like, "Oi, General, we've got to storm the ramparts," and he'd be like, "I think that's a great idea." <laughs> I had heard. I don't know if I don't know if it was on another podcast or like on TikTok that I had heard that that like that he didn't do an accent, but I was like, "Oh, that's probably just a joke." Like they're joking, but they were not joking. I mean, he's such a he is a good actor. He's really good. Yeah. So like, I, I'll, watch I'll, <laughs> I gotta watch. Yeah, you, you gotta get into the movie, and then you forget he's not doing an accent. 
Maybe yeah. I don't. You know. guys ever see The Master? Yes. No. Oh, yeah, my. that shit's awesome, bro. Awesome fucking movie. Yeah, awesome watch that movie. Watch that. That's Joaquin Phoenix's probably his best performance. I think really? it better been... than better than eight millimeter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think it would have been a better mile. if he would have done like like a like a over uh dramatic British accent. Like, like novel very like all right. So we know what the British <laughs> accents are like like watch Gladiator and everybody's like that like yeah. they talk in like a very like proper British accent. Another and another then if, Scott movie. Right. Yeah. And then but but then if, if Joaquin would have been like, Oi bruv. Hi bruv. Hi bruv. Your wife buttons. is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I bruv. Yeah. You're my sl- you you're my slave now. Yeah. You taking a piss. And you're bruv. gonna fight the <laughs> and you're gonna fight the lions for me. <laughs> bruv. Is that Australian? Maybe. That's a, that's, that's a nice. That's a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> bruv. You call that beans on toast? <laughs> this is beans hey. on toast. You ever have beans so on toast? Was... Did you guys ever eat no. beans on toast? Yeah, it's good. No. Bro, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's it's good. It's just a protein. It's, it's 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 specific beans. It's like you know those Heinz uh Heinz like uh pink beans. Oh, I just do Bush's maple syrup baked beans. Oh, that you know that you can't go wrong with Bush's baby, bro. Me that and um, fucking awful. No, it's good, dude. You just me, dump me and... cold beans. No, on you, you no the beans. <laughs> you take a piece of bread. You toast. Oi, I I I bro. You take Heat a piece. Beans, of, you take a piece beans. of toast, bro. And you spread some butter on it. Then you get some or hot ve- beans. Or and you dump the hot beans on the toast and you eat it. It's nothing better. Um, <laughs> me, me, me and Tish ate at uh, Tea and Sympathy on Granite Chav uh, the other day. It's a, you know, British British place. And uh, I got a um, uh, steak and Guinness. No, steak and Guinness pie. Bro. <laughs> Same difference, yeah. My fucking God. It was, it was fantastic. And we got like we got like finger sandwiches, like the finger sandwich sampler, and they we got the coronation chicken, which is just like uh chicken salad, but it's like curry, curry chicken salad. Okay. It's just just the dusting of like curry and like I guess mayo. It was it's our it's our favorite finger sandwich, you know, uh that we get from there. And can um I say, can I say yeah, can I say that that British food is trash? Like no, I no. agree. I agree hundred percent. It's it's not. It's you have to you, you have to have the right food. Like it's like with anything. If it, if shit is prepared bad, like it's like people saying like, "Oh, Irish food is bad." It's like it's it's all meat it and is. potatoes. Like, well, 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 what's wrong with meat and potatoes? Nothing. Well, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Okay, English food and Irish food. It's great food. It's awesome. It's filling. It's hearty. But I would never go to a restaurant and pay for it because I could just throw a bunch of shit in a crock pot at home. Nah, Imagine dude. going to a restaurant and being like, "Can you boil some fucking meat and root vegetables in the same pot for me?" Hey, and bro, then, I know I'm here at a restaurant. Can you, you put some about? beans on yeah. toast for me? Yeah, I wholeheartedly any, disagree with you, gentlemen. You got any bangers? Why can't bro, you just the call bang- them fucking sausages like the rest well, of the world? Because it, it sounds funnier, doesn't it? And it, their okay. bangers are really good. Their bangers are mashed. They really are. Good. They are. They're, they're they're mushy peas. Fucking awesome! Oh, you talk about this restaurant the, in particular. This restaurant, and in general, like if you make if you make anything well, any any cultures, uh, Yo, you mushy, know, food. mushy, nah, mushy peas is trash. Nah, dude, it's fucking so good. It reminds me of split pea soup, but 
if, if, if split pea soup was mashed potatoes. Good. That's the f- what? The if consistency of mashed potatoes. Good. That's what the consistency yeah. of mashed potatoes. Yeah. You just ruined peas and mashed potatoes for No, dude. Let's talk about delicious. the Rangers, please. All right, you're ruining well, everything. Let's. Uh, I want to talk about it. We had a back back to back against Columbus. We yeah. lost. We split it. Um, <laughs> what what is that? I don't know. Thank All God right. we don't no, have to play. Columbus. We lost. We won. Oh, oh, okay, we okay, lost again. It. Dave was just doing <laughs> thumbs down, thumbs up. I thought we were still doing the gladiator bit. I was just recapping uh, <laughs> for my visual visual learners out there. Yeah. So Sunday we lost to Columbus four two. I mean Columbus always plays us hard. Um, killed our win streak, but then Wednesday we had a great comeback game and blew the um, fucking doors off. And we blew no, the we doors didn't. off. No, we didn't. We won that game two to one, four to one. I we know scored we two, two empty net goals. We won that game two to one. Blew the doors off, bro. But I mean, the performance of the game was was not... Elvis Merz Lincoln's was the performance of that game. Right. It should have been like eight one. Yeah, Alpha, four to one for two empty net goals. Four one Look, accurately represented how we played the Columbus Blue Jackets. Exactly. Here's the thing. Like, I'm glad we, I'm glad we got the second win. Do I wish we would have like won more impressively? Yes, uh, but it is what it is. Like, this is, this is just it with the Columbus Blue Jackets. It just they can't beat anyone else in this fucking league. But they beat us <laughs> all the fucking time. I just, I'll never understand it. It's like the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens beat us and us alone. That's it. Oh, speaking of the Canadians, dude, they're they're only like a point or two ahead of fucking Ottawa. Oh, in the, in in okay. in their fucking division. You're I'm never. I'm never gonna buy you that stake, Dave. It's never gonna happen. Wait, wait, You're gonna, bet, oh, you will. The bets that Ottawa's. Last in he the said division, that he right? said last, yeah, in the division, yeah, in the in in the in their whatever their yeah their division. Sorry, I'm brains. Ottawa's three points behind Montreal. How many games in hand? Two. Okay. Ain't gonna happen, bro. <laughs> I I bro, I'm gonna win this now, bet because now gonna they're win. gonna lose. They're gonna lose tank at the deadline, and then what? They're probably gonna lose. They're probably gonna lose Chickren at the deadline. Chickren's like a minus sixteen, though. Yeah, that's because he's on the fucking Senators. They're another team that can't win a game that they're not playing against the fucking Rangers. <laughs> that, but that's why I, I sw- think the Rangers will be fine once they hit the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. If all, if all only, the teams like, that deserve to be in there, they, they can be. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if bad teams got into the playoffs, we'd be fucked. The Rangers be fucked right. if bad teams got into the playoffs. Well, that's here's a point I wanted to bring up. Bad teams do get into the playoffs because we have oh, the loser the points. Because we have the loser oh. points. Oh yeah, the Boston Bruins have 14 loser points. Oh yeah, they do. <sighs> Isn't that the most in the league? No, no. Well, they the they tie the Islanders. Oh, they did tie. Mm. Them. Didn't the Islanders well, beat I... five nothing tonight? Yeah, they were fucking marking them tonight. And, and those they they have the they have the most loser points in the league. For Jesus Christ! So is Buffalo? A, I'm sorry, is Boston a good team? Maybe we were right about Buffalo. We we were just clouded by the loser Boston. points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, Boston. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think they came out hot, but it's a lot of. I mean, those loser points, like you know, they're, they're telling. 
Like Florida has four loser points. They're a wagon. The Rangers, yeah. four loser points. Wagon, yeah. right? Or is tonight five? Tonight's four. Or is tonight four? Okay. Tonight's four, yeah. So, you know who legitimately sucks with four loser points? The Devils. <laughs> they just flat out lose games. <laughs> yeah. That's brutal. 30, 26, and four. Ooh. Ooh. Say that louder so Sandra can hear you. No, I'm not trying to die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to, the, 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 I think we've, the, the fervor has settled. Matt Rempe. Can we talk about him a little bit? Yes, right. please. Yeah, let's, let's get into it. Let's talk so, about the Rempe. So, you know, this week has been the cool down period, right? That loss to Columbus, he got his, he got, he lost that fight to Olivier. He got a shit pushed in. I mean, it, yeah, he got his, his, like his face looked like fucking chunk or whatever the fuck that thing from Goonies is. Um, chunk? Sloth? Sloth. I don't know. I don't fucking, I don't watch it. This is too sweaty. Um, <laughs> it's the sweatiest movie it's ever. It's the sweatiest movie ever. It really um, is. It, it is. There's not a frame that doesn't have someone dripping with sweat, um, or a scenery just wet for some reason. Well, it's, it takes place in Oregon. Yeah, who wants to watch that? Um, but he's he's like <laughs> I've seen Vietnam fucking war movies with less sweat, bro. Every little kid in the eighties and nineties wanted to watch it. That's I also hated it. that movie. I've always hated it. And I always I don't it. like it. What, dude? Like, Monster what? Squad. Monster Squad Monster is Squad, infinitely better. It, Different movies, but yeah, Monster Squad is better. Yes. Let's let's move on. Back to Rempy. I'm not doing this again. This week speaking of monsters. I mean, there's not much to talk about. So Rempy, (laughs) um he got he lost a fight, and then the media that's when the media started picking up, like, oh, this he's a national news story, and it's like just at the time where it's like the fan base, the team coaches everyone's like hey slow down because you don't need to fight every single game yep. you don't yeah. need to be accepting every fight i get it he wanted to make a name for himself and he did he still got on the score sheet regardless like this is put, yep. which puts him above anyone he's fought um <laughs> but he he didn't fight against in the wind versus columbus i don't i didn't expect him to fight <clears throat> he had to right. fight with reeves tonight we talked about that where he kind of like delayed that as much as he could because again he doesn't need to fight it's actually more important for reeves that they fought than it is for rempy at this point right because reeves is irrelevant at this point right i actually i haven't looked it up i'm willing to bet that reeves had more minutes tonight than any other game this season because he was skating around hunting for uh rempy yeah um i I, i'm i'm glad i'm glad that the team and and you know has kind of like reined Rempy in a little bit because Carl I know me and you talked about this ad nauseum uh you know and we're big proponents of fighting and 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 things like that and keeping fighting in hockey make make hockey violent again all that stuff but you know there's a way to handle that and um the Derek Bugard story right uh which is really fucking tragic um you know he's just pumped up full of pills sent out there night in night out to be a fucking a monster to be a terror on the ice with his fists and hits. Um, I'm glad that they're they're toning that goonery aspect down. Fighting's important, but 
you know, that it's like, like you said, Carlo, it's not the only thing. It's more important that your, your team is playing even strength or, or on a power play than fucking taking penalties. Right. So, and you know, it's like, it, cause it turned into a sideshow. Yes. It's like the yes. first shift he's out there, he's got to fight some guy who probably wouldn't have more than three minutes anyway. Like, well, and then yeah. they're getting on a score sheet. Rempe, I, I, I should pull up the stats. He is a positive player for the Rangers, more so yeah. than probably a lot of the team, probably than, more so than some first liners. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, he doesn't have to. He's he's shown he can make a, a an impact on the game physically. He's shown that he can patrol the game if he needs to. And now he could be on a score sheet. He's just a good all-around player. He doesn't have to sit there and fight every dickbag looking to get a couple extra shifts. Yeah. So I'm glad that I'm glad he stood up to Rebo. I'm glad he put off put it off as long as he could. But yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's he made the right decision not fighting in the beginning because you know, we went up a goal and mm-hmm. it was clear what Rebo was trying to do. Yeah. <clears throat> He was trying to he was trying to get the boys going. And Rempy didn't give him that opportunity. That was smart. Uh and late in the game, like you said earlier, he was just sick of his shit. And you know, it was sort of two birds, one stone. He was sick of his shit and we needed to get going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it was a good fight from Rempy too. A lot of jabs with the left, you know, holding the jersey. That was the majority yeah. of hits. Calculated. I, I saw a couple of the, the those haymakers. I didn't see one land from either of them. So if, yeah. you're, if you're just giving it, if you're making a decision, Rempy gets it uh, by points on the jabs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of glances off the helmets for both of them. Like you know, yeah, yeah not like It was a good. Yeah. Entertaining, not bloody. I mean, I think well, I think Rempy, Rempy got, got a Rempy cut. got hit in those once for sure. Mm, yeah. Um. But that knows that that game when he when he fought uh, Olivier, he went off the ice for like ten minutes. Came back. It looks like they stitched the bottom of his nose back to his face. Ooh. Yeah, it was. He looked bad, banged up. It was yeah, like yeah. Frankenstein. It was rough. Shit. Like his, he, he was definitely swollen as you'd expect, but he got hit. He got hit a lot. He got hurt on that one. But like his nose, it literally it looked like they stitched his nose back to his face. I, I would like to see him not fight for the next three or four games. You know, well, I don't think there's, just, you know, who are we playing again coming up, Carlo? We got, uh, we got Florida on Monday. Mm. And then you have the Blues on Saturday. So you got a long, you got a long wow. Break. So, I mean, he's got a day off and then he's going to fight a Kachuk. No, okay. I don't think Kachuk's not, I mean, Kachuk's not really a fighter like that. You know, Kachuk. Well, there's no one on that team. I mean, which, they is, why, might... which is why I don't think he's going to fight. Uh, just like, you know, he didn't really. Cousins. You know, didn't... Cousins will not yeah. fight. <laughs> he's a fucking snake. But, then, if he, but I'm saying if he's going to fight on Monday, which he shouldn't have to, it, it would be Chuck or um, who else is really going to like. There's a couple guys, really, but no one, no one that Rempy has to worry about. It's not like a heavyweight tilt. Then right. you have four days off against the Blues. Then you come back for the for the Devils on month the following Monday. So, 
So but by the time uh the St. Louis game comes around, the trade deadline's gonna be over, right? Correct. Yeah, the trade deadline was the night before. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So do we have any thoughts on this? Because well, what's the scuttlebutt? Are 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 they actually in the works of getting Henrique and, and Vetrano? I which I am vocally against. I will never not be vocally against unless they put up like a hundred fucking points. Well but you know, I I would, man. Why I, I would just like why, to see somebody else. So, somebody that's not Vetrano, or somebody that's not Henrique, or is it both of them? I don't I don't know. It's it's more Henrique than Vetrano, but I think you can get, like I think you know when we discussed it talking about um going after like this, uh, Kraken players, or yeah. or you know like like Wenberg or something. I think that, or Eberly. I would want Eberly over any of these people. Like we said, I think he would he would be suited on that first line. I think it would be fucking awesome. But, you know, I don't know all the, you know, all the logistics of everything and, and, and all that stuff. And who the fuck do you know, what the fuck do I really know? Was that well, just, the, just based on my feelings? I mean, like day to day, the rumors are hot and heavy. Switch, you know, oh, we have Seattle, we have Florida, we have Seattle, we have Florida, then Thank God Pedersen signs to Vancouver because that was a rumor for like two days that he's going to come to New York. Yeah. So, which, I mean, but the thing is, it's all rumors. It's all speculation because the Rangers don't, they're tight lipped. They don't say anything. Not only that, but especially with a team like Seattle, uh, Ron Francis is just so like, he's, he's like Chris Drury. He doesn't like, he's got his people, you know, he's got his circle of trust. You know his old trust circle, people he talks to, and and that's it. You know it's very tight lipped. Information doesn't get in or out, just like Drury. And you know they are. You know Seattle was not too far out of the wild card race until very recently. So, right now they're starting to drop out. This is why I think Drury this year smartly was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a step back. I'm not, I'm not going to rush to the, you know, I'm not going to rush into this and try to be the first to make a trade. Like last year we got Vlad, we got, we got tank somewhat early, mm-hmm. but I think that was sort of like, he just probed St. Louis. Like, Hey, is, would Vlad be available? And they were like, yeah. And it worked out, you know? Yeah. Um, but this year, I think he's taking his time. And also, this year is unique in that there's a lot, you know, if you look right now at the West, you know, just at the West, right now, the Golden Knights are the third team in the Pacific with 73 points. Colorado is the third team in the Central with 79 points. So they've pulled away a little bit. The Central's pulled away from the wild card pack. A little bit, but not the Pacific, with the exception of the Canucks. The Oilers only have 74 points, three three to four games in hand on a lot of teams, but they only have 74 points, and Vegas only has 73 points. Then Nashville is on a tear. They've won like seven in a row. So they've got 72 points. LA's got 70 points, and then St. Louis has got 65, Calgary 63. 
uh, Kraken 63, Minnesota 62. So St. St. Louis is is in what one of the wild card spots? They no, they're just outside. Just out. They're five points Which, outside of it. Listen, listen, give me, give me. Ke- I'll take Kevin Hayes for a song. I'll take Bujnevich. Get Bujnevich back. We're not getting Bujnevich back. I know that's that's it's, not going to happen. But I'm ho- I can hope. But Bujnevich might not be done doing favors for the New York Rangers. Why is that? Because I think the Edmonton Oilers have an interest in Pavel Buchnevich. Did your source hmm. tell you that? My source did tell me that. You know who my source is? Tell me. Just Twitter in a whole, <laughs> as a whole. Is my okay. Source. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, so it sounds like the Edmonton Oilers might have an interest in Pavel Buchnevich. But if they want to, if they want Pavel Buchnevich, they've got to dump cap. Does this sound familiar? Mm-hmm. When's the last time we saw something like this happen? A couple of years ago, there was a certain Southern hockey team who was super interested in Claude Drew. <laughs> but to trade for him, they had to dump cap. And we wound up with Frank Vitrano for a song. So, so who, who are we picking up from Edmonton? Fogle. Fogle. Fogle's Fogel's the guy. Warren Fogle is the guy at 2.75 that they'll probably look to. Now, I know it's not flashy. Doesn't need to be. Fogle's not the right guy. Fogle is not a top six guy. All right. Fogle is a middle to bottom six guy. Uh, But. What you're doing when you're bringing a guy like Fogel is you're saying, I'm going with Capo Caco. Yeah. You know, Capo's going to be my guy. Or really, what you're doing is you're saying, I don't know if Edstrom is ready for the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. At this point, it looks like Rempe might be more ready than Edstrom, which is uh, the opposite of what we thought. I, no. I gotta tell you, I, I, you know, from a, you know, I think Rempy's get like Rempy's getting the camera time and he's getting the publicity, he's getting the interviews, but on the ice, Edstrom is the better hockey player. I don't know. I, I thought Remp tonight especially. I thought Rempy was way more noticeable than than Edstrom. With his uh, forecheck in back check, I, I, he was, he was, he was in the corners. He was, he was digging. He was hitting like you know. So I think I don't know. I, I I hear you, Dave, but what I think is happening, I think there's a little sleight of hand happening here, buddy. Is Rempe uh, honestly, is Rempe more noticeable or are you just looking for Rempe? No, he's, he's more noticeable because I'm looking I was looking for Edstrom. Because to me, Edstrom is the guy I wanted who's, to see I wanted to see Tower One, not Tower Two. Oh boy. Well, uh, I mean, come on. They they already put it out there in the ether. I'm I'm just picking it up. To me, Edstrom would, would is Goodrow be Tower Seven. Oh god. Yes. No comment. Yes. The you, do- the Deutsche Bank. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Uh to me, Edstrom is the guy who's more defensively sound. Edstrom is the guy who's better at creating mm-hmm. on the offensive end. Edstrom is the guy who's got a better transition game. Edstrom is the more complete player. 
Right. Sure. If but then if if that's the case, then you need to put somebody else on that line with Edstrom that can have better production. Because Rempe is is decent all around. He's not gonna he's he's not a play producer though. Like he's not a offensive play producer. Um so I think for like we talk about, put people in a place to succeed. I don't think Edstrom's gonna succeed with him and Rempe on the line with Goudreau. Well, I, I think I, if, I think they're I think they're good where they're at now. Bang bodies. Let's yes. figure out what we're doing for this bottom six. They're I mean they're great right. on the four yeah. check. They cause a bunch of mayhem. Get to throw a couple points on the board. That's fine. Is that for lack of a better word, gimmick gonna work in the playoffs for a grind? Probably not. You know that 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 might get you through the first round. Right. The second on, round, it's old hat. It depends on it depends on who you're playing. It uh, depends on what type of series it is, and it also like I think Laviolette is smart enough to use guys like Edstrom and Rempe in like closers are used. You know. Uh, are you in the, you know, series is tied 2-2 and it's been a banger through the first four? Bring in these big bodies. Well, do you see Rempe you know? on the roster come playoffs? I see extra. I see, I see Rempe. I don't see. I see Rempe in the press box. Rempe's with the team. Yeah, he's definitely with the team. Yeah. Rempe's with the team because Laviolette, you want Laviolette to have the option right. to have Rempe in on the bench the next night. Yes. Uh because you know, you look at a team like uh you look at a team like the Florida Panthers, who are a four checking nightmare. Yeah. And you know, can it can Edstrom and Rempe, can they match the skill of a team like that? No, no way. But they could sure as shit match the speed and the aggression of a team like that. And they're defensively yeah. sound. Yeah. I mean, they don't you know? make many mistakes. They don't. No. No. Uh, they got know, youth so... and, and then they got youth on their side so- their side to make up for any kind of shortcomings, you know with energy and stuff like, you know, cause right. they'll have that, that go. Right. So, you know, if it's the Eastern conference final and you're, you know, you need a spark for game three, game four, where everyone's a little bit run down mm-hmm. and you've got two fucking wildebeests with fresh legs. In the press, in the press box, just two fucking thoroughbreds. Mm. Yeah, you turn them loose, and you you tell them to hit everything. But if you have both of them in the press box, which I, I think is a good move, you, this trade deadline gets really important. Then we yes. have to well, bring people in. Well, look, here's the thing: the the, the Rangers are putting together what what'll likely be the best season they've had since 2015. Right. 
right? We're, you know, we are president tr- president's cup contenders mm-hmm. at this point, right? Look at the standings. Yeah. Where are we? Where second, are we? third. League wide, we are second. League wide, we are second. Well, behind Florida, right? Yep, mm-hmm. that's it. By one one game. We're two points behind Florida. That's it. You know, so there's a there's a group of people, there's a group of teams. It's us, Florida, Boston, Vancouver, Winnipeg. And yeah, I guess you could I, count I Dallas in that group. You could, I guess, you could count Dallas in there. Dallas got a little bit tougher to to play against this week. Dallas this is streaky. Dallas is streaky. You know, um, but really, it's just these four teams. Mm-hmm. You know, are competing for the best in the league right now. Uh, like I said, this is proud. You know, I think Drury recognizes we have as good a shot this year as we've had in a very long time and he's from from everything i've heard from people like kevin weeks emily kaplan uh vince mccogliano you know just people close to the league close to the team chris drury is going to be one of if not the most active gms in Hmm. the next six days now, is that just active make, making phone calls, or is that like we're planning on or making moves overhaul? He's, I I don't know about overhaul, but he's going to be looking for like Dave said before, not these big splashes, right. but the right pieces. So the the Drury deadline special, three or four <laughs> bottom six guys, role players. Maybe maybe some some up, up, upside, some offensive right. upside, but you know you look at his first deadline where so you're he brought saying in, Mott's coming back. Well, you know with that that first <laughs> deadline where he brought in Mott, Vitrano, and Cop. Mm-hmm. That was masterclass. That was that was. You know, last year is when things got a little. You know, if he would have just not, if he would have stopped at Mikola, Tarasenko, and Mott. Or if maybe instead of all of the whole, like all of the rigmarole for Kane, and I get why he went after Kane, I get it. But if he would have just gone for, you know, don't forget it. He also brought in Justin Braun the year before that. Yeah. In that deadline. Right. That was a great deadline. It was. You know, I know he doesn't have that type of money this year, but he can get creative. You know? So, uh, so. Anyway. Well, what what do you, what are you guys what are you guys thinking like um what is your wish list now like out of say I think realistically the most is gonna do is two players just get two players right I think three is might might happen I think that's a that that is a uh, definitely a possibility probably like a thirty percent chance. But when you're getting three players, I think you're gonna have to move some guys. Um, what two players do you want to see signed, like or uh, traded for? Like who who do you think would be as the roster is now? Wish list. I mean, let's be reasonable here. Let's be realistic. Your two people that you think would be the best plugins into this team. 
that's tough. It's like I don't have I don't have a list of people that I would say I want them on this scene because I don't think that that's I don't think that's productive because you don't know who's available. You don't know what the price tags are yet. Yeah. Well, how about all all the names that we've we've talked about? So we've talked about Vetrano, Duclair, Eberly, Fogel, Henrik, Wenberg. Um, I'll I'll say what holes we need to fill, and it, it should be. I mean, I think it's obvious at this point. We have a right wing. We probably don't need a top six. We need a bottom six right wing. A, like a fourth line center, third line center, and a defenseman. Yeah, hmm. I don't know if they're going to get a defenseman. I think. Wait, speaking of defensive, real quick before you finish a point, Schneider had a fucking game. Schneider's Schneider good. looked great. Schneider's tonight. good. I'm not worried so, about Schneider. I'm worried about right. Gustafson and I'm worried about Lindgren. Yes. Because so, Gustafson sucks and Lindgren will get hurt. Right. He takes too much damage. He's he t- too many hit points. Yeah. Brendan, what were you going to say before I cut you off? I'm, I apologize. Uh, I think. Uh... It's going to be three forwards that come in. Hmm. Um, I think Fogel is going to be one of them, and it's going to be dirt cheap. I think we get Fogel for like a fourth round pick. Uh, and it's going because it's a cap dump. Yeah, right. We take him on. We take on the full two. The full two point seven five, and we bring in Fogel. Uh, I think there have been too many rumors at this point. Like Carlos said before, they're everywhere always. It's becoming too hard not to believe that Frank Vitrano isn't coming back to the New York Rangers. Uh, I think it's probably going to cost us a second round pick. Well, is it Vitrano and Henrique or Vitrano no. and Zegras? I think it's just Vitrano. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's going to cost us a second or uh, and maybe a B-level prospect. Maybe do Vitrano for a second and Sakura or Vitrano second every and... day and Berard Berard either I one Sakura. I, I would I would prior I would I would move Sakura out before Berard. Mm-hmm. Not yes. because I don't like Sakura. I love Sakura. It's because Sakura's he's 19. He's gonna miss this window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he might miss the next window, you know. You know, so Berard's a lot closer. Yeah. Um and Berard and I, might have a higher ceiling too. Yeah. Uh Vitrano would have to be retained. They'd have to retain some money, though. If you'd have, if you have to move a first with a prospect to get them to retain money on Vitrano, you do it. Yeah. And then I think package up a third and a fifth with a prospect and send it to Arizona for a guy like Bukestad. <laughs> okay. I was talking to Stat Boy Steven about this earlier, about these guys. Uh, and I think those three are the, the, maybe not those exact guys, but guys like that. Guys like that. 
you know, because then then day one of the playoffs, you know, imagine Kreider, Zabanajad, Vitrano is your top line. Then Panarin, Trocek, Lafreniere is your second line. Well, really, your top line. Then your third line is Cooley, Bukestad, Kako. Fourth <laughs> line, Fogel, Goodrow, VC. Brodzinski is your 13th forward. And then you have Rempe and Edstrom in the press, uh, the taxi squad. Mm-hmm. Jones now, in, Jones in the taxi squad. Now, if things, now, if you need to play a slower game, if you need to play a heavier game, then maybe Brodzinski comes up. And you're looking, or Goodrow goes up, and you're looking at Cooley, Goodrow, Kako. Mm-hmm. And your fourth line is Edstrom, Bukestad, Rempe. Right. 6-7, six, 6-6, seven, six, 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 yeah. Monsters. The Monstar line. You know what I mean? You have options. You know, you have, he has options then, you know? Uh, v- Vitrano's not working on that top line. That's okay. Move Lafreniere and and Panarin up with Zabanajad. Put Kreider and Vitrano on either side of Trocheck and watch those three cook. Mm, yeah, I like that. I like the way that sounds. Actually, you know, yeah, he's just it gives. It gives Lavulette options. Yeah, you're really selling me in this idea. I hope it happens now. Now I have like <laughs> I'm invested. I got, like, I got like a half stock here. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta finish me off here now, Brendan. Like this that's is, a team. It's gotta happen. That's a team Edging. that I believe, or, or a team like that, I believe can go deep. <laughs> oh yeah, how deep? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, how deep can make it? No, I mean, right. I'm, I'm, I'm edging here. They... Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that's. I like that lineup. I like the options. I like switching it up. You can't you can't hit it from the same way? <laughs> um, God. Okay. No, I mean that's good. I mean, I don't. I have no argument against that. I don't have any intel. I don't have a source. And I don't believe Twitter, so I, I, I it's hard for me to really get a feel for like, like Vitrano. I think is a like it's gonna happen, right? This has been talked about since the All Star break. Prior yeah. to that, mm-hmm. um, there's obviously movement happening on that. Everything else is like, it, and not not to discredit what you're saying, but it's it's all rampant speculation. We don't know. We don't know who Drew's talking to. We never will until the. The, the triggers called. Um, do, for all we know, think, he's... Go ahead. No, do you think the Rangers is the only destination that Vitrano really has? Like, do you think other teams are interested in him? Like, you know, is he is he a desirable asset for other he teams, is. playoff-bound he, teams? He is, but he wants to... He's made it pretty clear that if he's going to get moved, he wants to come here. Okay. But does he have... I mean, he has no say, really. Yeah, does he have uh, no move clause no, or no, no trick? He he has no say. He'll get okay. He's still on his RFA, his bridge deal. So like, 
if Carolina comes up with a deal, he'll go there. Um, Ooh. I think Verbeek wants to keep people happy. I think he's like a good hockey guy. He doesn't want to screw anyone over. And yeah. the Ducks are in no position to like be screwing people over anyway. Like there, he has nothing to gain by burning that bridge. You know, can especially we, with that agent who is probably representing twenty five percent of his team. Can mm. we talk about? So, can we talk about Pat Verbeek for a second? Yeah, love him. We can. Well, yeah, Pat Verbeek. I love him. Hockey guy, well known. Hockey guy. Uh Pat Verbeek was at Madison Square Garden. Uh, several nights back to watch the Columbus game. And he was in the box with Drury, I believe. They had like a candle uh, at dinner, right? Yeah. The two of them know each other for a while. They've known each other for a while. Uh Pat Verbeek uh is pretty it's pretty safe to say that Pat Verbeek has a pretty close relationship with the New York Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Former Ranger. Yeah. Safe assumption. Right. Mm-hmm. That people around the halls of Madison Square Garden know Pat Verbeek and vice versa, mm-hmm. right? It's not an unfamiliar place for Pat Verbeek, mm-hmm. right? So when Pat Verbeek comes to town and just wants to watch a hockey game, that's all that's happening. Pat Verbeek is just on the East Coast watching hockey games. Ladies and gentlemen, teams leading their division by multiple games do not showcase their fucking players. That's not how professional sports work. For anyone who thinks that Capo Caco was moved up to the top line to be showcased for Pat Verbeek does not understand the sport of hockey at a fundamental level. I mean, I'm not I will say this, though. We did just speak a lot about how the Anaheim Rangers deal is going to happen. Yeah, you're right. For sure. But not for Kako. Not for Kako. For sure. It's Jimmy Vesey who had an insane amount of extra minutes in the first period. I Mm. I think I think if if Pat Verbeek was there for anybody, it was Edstrom or Really? You think so? Yeah. Or Brodzinski. I mean, I think he was there just working the deal they were working yeah. out. And he, he was just, just there to the get game. dinner with his buddy Chris no, Drury. He didn't just show up to yeah, get three thousand miles. They yeah. were they were Pat- probably hashing a deal out. Figure, let's do it in person. We'll catch a game. We'll get a steak dinner in the in the box. We're we're chummy. He's not just gonna come out to be chummy. They're working on something. Carlo, so do you want to know why we know that Pat Verbeek was in Madison Square Garden the other night? Why? Because of that game's proximity to March 8th. Do you know how many other times Pat Verbeek has just popped in to a fucking stadium around the league? No. He oh, does course. this all the time. Yeah, he does. It's doc. It's well documented. But Pat Verbeek we can't, just... We, we can't have it both ways here. Are you the can't Rangers rule it out. And, are the Rangers and Ducks working on a deal? Yes. Yes. I believe and that to so, be true. So you cannot say so but pat verbeek just randomly showed up and he's not talking anything about that deal that's not what i'm saying that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is pat verbeek 
was not in Madison Square Garden to scope to scout talent. No, First no, of he all, was definitely not. GMs don't talent. GMs don't even do the scouting. Right. Oh, I don't think he was there to like check anyone out in particular. And I don't think Drury put the mandate to say, "Hey, sh- sh- hey, uh Capo Caco, make sure you look good for Pat Verbeek. I don't think that was happening at all. So I agree right. with you there. But I can't sit here and say that there was not business being conducted during that dinner, during that. Right. Dinner. It's not completely yeah, that's, innocuous. That's a whole different. That's a whole different conversation. What I'm saying is there <laughs> is there is no version of this story where the GM of the lowly Anaheim Ducks calls the GM of the first place New York Rangers and says, hey, Pally, do me a favor and get your kids some extra minutes so I could check them out against Columbus. Nobody on this podcast is saying that, though. I'm not saying <laughs> that we're, either we're not, one we're, of you are we're saying not, that. We're not disagreeing not, with you. I'm not saying but, either one of you are saying that. I'm saying that there is a swath of Ranger fandom that has such a hard on for Capo Caco being <laughs> traded that they will make up that like they're writing fan fiction at this point about all the different ways Capo Caco can be traded to another team. Hey, bro. See Capo Caco just spread his ass cheeks apart and just put some fucking yeah. beans on it. Let me tell you, <laughs> you're taking a piss, bro. Cause Capo Caco's not getting traded. It's not happening. Watching his trade. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening right now. Block, it's happening right deal. now. <laughs> um, That's the only way Kako gets traded is in some sort of blockbuster deal. And those don't happen at the deadline. No. Not That's anymore, off no. season. Those, ha- those happen at the deadline between two. Uh, like if it's two non-playoff teams, you'll see something big like that happen between them sometimes. But it's rare. It's super fucking rare. By the way, Tommy Novak close to a contract extension so he's not going anywhere you know what can i say something about that yeah (laughs) i don't fucking believe it you don't think so no i think i think fucking trotter is a master manipulator Uh uh-huh i think he's weaving his fucking web you think he's got fucking he's got what's this what's What's he's the rumpling in Stelskin. What's the street? Stelskin. What's the street in Nashville? It's not Beale Street. That's fucking Memphis. What's the street in Nashville? The big know, one, Central. the strip that leads right up to the fucking the like stadium. Cow Pie Avenue. I don't know. That's the one. You know, he's yeah. down there fucking on Cow Pie. Hey, bro, we're gonna hey, tell bro. everybody. We're gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna beat this joke to death. We're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna tell everybody that we're close to a contract on Tommy Novak to drive the fucking price up on Tommy Novak. I'm not saying that the Preds don't have any interest in re-upping Tommy Novak. He's good. He's a hard worker. He's dirt cheap, but he's not gonna resign for dirt cheap for nothing. Yeah, but if they're on a they're on an eight game tear right now. They're looking at a wild card. They can push their way in. They might not be sellers. They might say they might just go for it. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to not extend, even if it's a sign a sign and trade later in the offseason. There's no reason to not extend it if you're going for it, right? I mean, you kind of need yeah. it if you're going for it. 
That's it's possible. It's possible. That's are they going for it? Is the question. Right. But again, then eight eight wins in a row. You know, they they might be uh, huffing I don't think, air here. I don't think they're buyers, though. That's for sure. No, they're not buyers. You know, and in this they, world, they're only buyers this, or sellers. Camp. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, it's. I, I'm when it comes to this deadline, like I'm kind of hoping that we do very little. Like I, we obviously have the holes we need to fill, but I think we're doing okay without those holes filled. Yes. Yeah. So we got to tweak. So we don't. We can tweak a little bit. We maybe don't have to do anything splashy. My concern is, you know, picks aside. We actually don't need the picks at this point, right? We kind of have our windows here. Dump our windows here. It's the prospects because we can extend this window another three or four seasons with the current prospect pool. Well, I think it depends. Like, obviously, Brennan Othman is. He's the type of player that extends your window. Our our next core is in Hartford being blocked by Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. <laughs> we have a core for the Rangers for the next ten years in Hartford right now. They're just we're just we, we have Rempe, Sakura, who's a little bit further off, Othman. I mean Edstrom and uh, Edstrom's up already. Rempe's already up. Um. Berard, we have a core. This is this is this is the core for the next for for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and then Kako and Lafreniere and Miller and Fox. Yes, but they'll be the old. What my point is, we can extend this window, and I'm hesitant to trade away that opportunity. Like, sure, I mean, I think we have a good shot as is. It's not perfect, but to to throw away four seasons from now for this season in a move that might not work. Like Henrique is not going to do it for us. No. Sorry, Henrique fans. He's not going to do it for us. Vetrano probably won't do it. He's not the deal breaker for us. He's not going to push us over the edge. You know, I don't see a player out there aside from like no. David or no, no. You're right. that's going to, that's going to change our seas, our trajectory so much where no. it's worth mortgaging the future. No. So, you know who's yeah. going to push us over the edge? Mika Zibanejad is going to push us over the edge. Oh, Mika March. Well, uh, welcome to Mika March. How did he do tonight? Uh, uh, one shot, uh, one hit, plus one. He drew a penalty. So Mika March. Happy uh, Mika March. And the shootout goal, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, uh, it's going to have to be, you know, there's another way to look at this, you know, and that is we are first place in the division second place in the conference and league and we have gotten nothing from our number one center yeah. we have gotten nothing from our number one left winger 5v5 uh it's the worst season our goalies ever had mm-hmm. um and we are still in you know we're still in the conversation for the president's trophy yeah i mean i am i'm pretty very fucking optimistic phenomenal but you but know this is my point we don't need to, we don't need to do more than tweak we need that's we need that's again the Fogels, the Bukestads, the right. Vitranos. Vitranos not a big, you know, I mean, giving, up a first, giving up a first round for Vitrano is a little well, bit. It's, I mean, we could it's, do it. It's I'm because not, of the term. It's because of the term. The, the, the term on that's why we, yeah, but that's that's the best part of Vitrano is the term. If there's any rentals, is 
asinine for this team right now. We don't need yes, mm-hmm. unless the price is right, unless the price is right in the window because for the window for this year. But who? But who? Who? Like you bring in Henrik. Let's say you get Henrik for a good deal, whatever that deal is. It's a good deal. What does he bring to this team that we don't already have? Well, it's just a little bit more depth. Like I said, I'm not for signing Henry, uh, getting Henry in the trade at the deadline. But it is it is a little bit more depth. Injuries will happen. You know, maybe you drop Goudreau for a game in the playoffs, have Henrik on the third line, Brodzinski on the fourth line, you know, centering. Right. And, and I'm only bringing up Henrik because that's, that's the big fish, this trade deadline. Right. Right. He's the target. So, like, I mean, there's five or six teams probably looking at Henry trying to work a deal out. He'd, he'd be a net positive for most of those teams. For the Rangers, it's you know, not doing it, much addition. It, in a vacuum, is Henrik an upgrade over Johnny Brodzinski? I think so. In a vacuum. In a vacuum. Uh, you know, is, is Adam Henrik a better hockey player than Johnny Brodzinski? Yeah, I think yeah. I could say objectively yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even at 34. Uh, would our third line be better with Adam Henrique centering it instead of Johnny Bardzinski? I think objectively yes. When you start talking about all the things we'd have to give up right. to get Adam Henrique. Yes. The, 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 the pros it? go down. Well, what is that? The cost to value cost, whatever it is. Cost, but, yes. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. You're getting more overhead. Uh, if you can get him at 50%. Like the one thing that, that Henrik, the one thing that Henrik does bring to the table is his ability to think the game. Like he, uh, his hockey IQ is through the roof. Yeah. Uh, his speed isn't where it used to be, but he can still score. And his hockey IQ is through the roof. What are his, what are his numbers this year? What do they look like? Let's see. Not great. He has been hurt here and there, though. That's another thing I worry about. You know, with his age and all that stuff, like, is he got the durability to get through the playoffs? But that's the thing. It's like because he's a big fish. You have a you, okay, Henry. You have a question mark. Maybe you you get a good deal on it's retained. You only give it up a couple picks. Maybe a, a, a an AHL player, and he's yeah he's a step up from Brzezinski for this season, right? But uh, how much of that is a step up? Forty two points, eighteen goals, twenty four assists. That's pretty good. You know, that's not bad. That's that's it's pretty great. That's good. That's good. Plus two for third line center too. That he would be fifty nine hmm. games. I'll take that. All right. I thought was, I thought he was doing a lot worse than that. To be, well, who's to be his line mates? <laughs> he's well over half a point per game. Yeah, you know, forty-two points in fifty-nine games. So, I don't know who his line mates are on a on a nightly basis on a watch Ducks hockey like that. I don't think uh, I don't think the Ducks fans watch hockey like that. But again, I is Brendan. Are you right? He's is he an upgrade? Yes. At what cost? Yeah. That's that's my that is my concern for this Look, trade deadline. Everyone's I, looking. I, I think at the end of the day, though, yeah, that that's what it comes down to. Right. Is the cost worth it? Because everyone's it just looking to do something. It oh, depends. Trade Kako. It de- People want to trade. Kako. It depends. It depends. 
So if Drury can move, let's say he can, we don't have a second round pick this this year, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we have going into 2024? No, we don't have a third round. Pick. No, yeah, we have we have a first, a second, and a four, fourth, and fifth, a sixth. fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah, I'm willing to sit the first two rounds of this of the draft out. I don't care. Doesn't matter. The draft this this draft class is gonna suck anyway. But let's say, let's let's say we save our second round pick. Mm-hmm. If like I would legitimately say, all right, Chris, a first, a fourth. And uh, or a first, a fifth, and a sixth, and then I don't know, Sakura mm-hmm. for Vitrano and Henrique, both at fifty percent retention. That's a fair deal. That's fair. Because really, they don't give a shit about retaining on Vitrano because it goes away after this year. It's right. and I'm sorry, I'm on on Henrique. It's right. retaining on Vitrano, but that's only year. next year, and they they're gonna have to get to the floor anyway next season. So they, they're happy to take that on. It's only how mm-hmm. what is he on? He's making like three and a half now. Three six. Yeah. So if they eat, you know, one point eight. That's, I don't think they're going to mind that all that much. Right, because now you're talking about, I mean, I could do the and quick if, math. If, so say that happens. Say, say they could pull that off. They still might have enough room to take on Fogel if yes. the Oilers go for, for Booth. And what's that the- would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. I got to look at that. The Oilers... Fogel's two, two and three quarters. That would be tight. That would be tight. Not really. Two and three quarters plus one point four for Vitrano. So one point eight. One point eight for Vitrano. One point eight. Okay. So you're looking at three, five, a little under five, like four, four, four point six for those. And then we still have that room for Henry. You have half of Henry. Which, if I'm looking at this now, five. It's not enough. enough. It's not enough. Yeah, no. Vitrano and Henrique both half retained is four point seven and some change. The only way that works is if you can move Goodrow in the in the trade. No, no, which isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but that would help. That would help uh, Anaheim reach the floor. Or ceiling or whatever the fuck it is. I don't think they have they trouble. Reach. Reach. I don't think they're gonna have trouble reaching the floor. Yeah, they're not gonna have trouble, but I don't. They're not gonna be anywhere near the, the cap. Is the point? So right. If they have right. the room, they might as well. It's an asset. Mm. Um, but is there is there a play in which Goudreau is willing to waive his no move clause to go to another contender? Like I don't know. say the Oilers, or like say the Oilers would have to want Gaudreau. Yeah, uh, they don't have the they're they're having cap room, uh, uh, you know, troubles as it is anyway. So yeah, and they're looking at dumb cap. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like a contender, right? Maybe it's Winnipeg. Well, Winnipeg's got a cap room too, but 
is there a team out there that you could see Gaudreau being willing to go to? <laughs> Back to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> They're washed. I don't know. Tampa's I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Vegas Knights will uh, want to take them on since they're going to have a lot of cap space with Mark Stone going on the fucking IR again at this uh, opportunistic time. It seems that's true. Well, they have zero seems like it's dollars. his mo. They have zero dollars <laughs> oh, of cap oh space right now. Oh damn! But and then did Mark Stone hit LTIR yet? No. Oh, can I jump the gun real quick? Mark Stone is my fraud of the week. There we go. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. You know, while instead of just reading, <laughs> instead of just reading websites, and yeah, let's let's wrap this up. <laughs> all right, we're gonna do our three stars. Uh, three stars of the week. Everyone gets a star. Brendan, who's your star of the week? Uh, my star of the week is gonna be Vincent Trocheck. Oh, very nice. Just cause, just cause. I, I, I second the motion. I, you're absolutely right. I, that was going to be my pick for uh, the star of the week. That, is two goals right. tonight? Two goals yeah. tonight. I mean, the guys stash just looks see, great. The stash is fucking just top notch. Mm. They just the guys just it's just he's like the fucking energizer bunny. He just he doesn't he's stop. Like... <laughs> he just. What about you, Carlo? Uh, Who's your so star? we got we got um, Trocheck Trocheck. I'm gonna go with Lafreniere. Yeah, I think he's Great. been very 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 good. Still a little snake bitten. That goal tonight was sick. Um, he's got a couple points this past week. He's coming off a, a nicer week. Lafreniere is my star of the week. Uh, it was gonna be Rempy, but I just am sick of talking about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, fraud of the week. Dave, you said your fraud of the week is Mark Stone. Yes, sir. Just because of his lacerated spleen. Oh, just because he's pulling his same shit that he does every year to fucking clear his cap space for the fucking Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. So he's a fraud. He knows he's a fraud. Fuck him. Fuck the fan base. Mark Stone, eat a dick. He can't. His spleen won't be able to. Oh, yeah. It. He won't be able to digest it. Can't, yeah. Can't even he, eat he, a dick. He's going Rod Stewart, man. It's spleen now, full wait, of cum. Is, is Mark Stone your fraud of the week, or is his spleen your fraud of the week? <laughs> no, it's Mark Stone because he obviously paid off the doctors to get <laughs> the team doctor to get is put the on same, the IR. The team doctor is the same guy that cleared Trump on all his like his uh, physical. He's like, oh, he's in the best shape. He's the best shape seventy four year old guy I ever saw. Two hundred and fifteen pounds. <laughs> yeah, seven foot six. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, this is the healthiest man you've ever seen. Um, Look at him. Spit an image of fucking health. <laughs> Brother, who's your fraud? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. No. no. My, fra- <laughs> my fraud is uh, Mika Zabanajad, man. Oh, yeah. Mika Zabanajad, you are a fraud. I'm done. I'm done making excuses for this guy. It's hard. Right. It's hard. It's hard to keep making excuses. It's hard to like him at this point. Cut your fucking. Yeah. Hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cut that hair, you fucking hippie. I mean, look at Panarin. Panarin cut his hair, and he's a fucking dog now. Yeah. Mika. 
Where'd that dad strength go? He doesn't have it. He's too Swedish. That's the problem. Uh, that's the problem. All right. uh, my fraud of the week is Jack Hughes. <laughs> because <laughs> no one sees the irony in Jack Hughes playing in an empty building in Anaheim. <laughs> People no, pay to watch him play. Wait, no can one I change, paid to watch him play. <laughs> can I change my star to Lucas Dostal, whatever his name is? Yeah, he can. The goalie yes. who stopped him on that penalty shot? That's my new poke star. check? That's Absolutely. Star. Even, it wasn't story. even a poke check. He didn't even do anything. He was just fucked up. He was just standing there. He was just standing there. Jack Hughes just lost the puck. He's like, come on, right. do the thing. Did nothing. I, I hate Jack Hughes. I, I, you know, I never hate this. He is. When Crosby came into the league and he was like kind of a whiny baby, I didn't really like him very much. I respect yeah. him a hell of a lot more now. Things, time has changed. He's changed. I've changed. Jack Hughes, I just, this, I just, there's nothing about this kid I like. I've never hated a kid more. I've never hated a child more <laughs> than this child. <laughs> I agree. Are you allowed? You don't have to say the the name, Brendan. I don't want you to just nod no, I, three I, times if you agree. No, I do. <laughs> I, I agree. It's just it used to be a lot of fun rooting. Like he's a good hockey. He's a great hockey player. I oh, think of that's course. undeniable. But I don't know. Like Sid, like early Sid, it's just it gets to a point where it's like nauseating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Early Sid, as whiny as he was, he was never like aggressively cocky or arrogant. Right. Whereas Hughes is so arrogant. It just makes me just, I just want to punch him. But like, if you're going to be arrogant, you got to win, bro. Yeah. You got to win. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry. Like season on the line. Their season was on the line in Anaheim mm-hmm. last night. Season on the line, first overall pick. Star some young your blood team. shit. Star that is some young blood shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's some fucking. That should have been some young blood shit, and it would turned out to be some fucking Gordon Bombay shit. Yeah, fucking Bozo. Yeah. He fucking bombayed it. He, he bombayed it. He didn't Dean Youngblood it. No. Great fucking cameo uh, movie with Swayze in it, though, too, man. Fuck. Oh, Youngblood, yeah. Everything Swayze touches is wow. Just disappointing, you know? How do you, how do you not how do you not tie the game there? How do you not get a shot? How, how do you not get yeah. a shot off? You know, if, a, you goalie's, if, a, if a goalie's going to goalie you, he's going to make a great save, that's one thing. Right. Get a shot off. You got to get a shot off. Yeah. You know who gets a shot off in that situation? Alexi Lafreniere. Lafreniere gets a shot off. Oh, yeah. Every oh, yeah. single time. Capococco gets a shot off. Mm-hmm. Yo, do, do you think Bedard would have been headed in the trajectory as um as Jack Hughes with that cocky arrogance if he didn't get his fucking jaw broken? I think actually that might help Bedard in the long run. Bedard. Kind of humble is, himself. I like Bedard. Like, he's yes. got. He's got a little bit of an edge. Not that he's big, but he's he's not he's not afraid, but he's not arrogant. Yes. Right. So I like Bedard. I think that getting your jaw broken in the first couple months of your professional career helps though. For yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah. 
Did you see uh did you see him uh drop the shoulder on Patrick Kane the other night? Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone laughed. Everyone laughed it off, but Connor Bedard. Yeah. Connor Bedard's like, I wasn't fucking joking around. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck his hip. It's a glass yeah. hip. Oh my god. Before we go, speaking yeah, of Patrick yeah, yeah. Kane. This is the what just future Ranger Patrick Kane. Yeah. I ch- I changed my star of the week. I'm gonna change my fraud of the week. Mm-hmm. My fraud of the week is our Ranger fans. Uh, listen to me, please. I get it. Patrick Kane has put up 30 points this year on his bionic hip. Nobody thought it could be pop. Me myself thought that it was that he was washed. A lot of people thought he was washed. Clearly, we were wrong about him being washed. Pie on my face. Do you know what I'm not wrong about? Us not having the money to sign Patrick Kane in the beginning of the fucking season. His right. point production has not does not alter past events. Mm-hmm. Like the like like past reality isn't altered by his current point production. And I don't understand how long Ranger fans are gonna fucking cry about this dude. Like, how long are they just going to cry into Twitter about Patrick Kane? Either until Patrick Kane dies or Twitter dies. One or the other. One or the or other. Or Sam Rosen. You know what I hope happens? I hope that we see Detroit in the first round of the playoffs. That'd be so fucking awesome. Oh, that'd be great. I, I hope. Well, first of all, original six, six matchup, first round of the playoffs. Dope. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's going to happen? Patrick Kane is going to score four games in a row. He's going to mm-hmm. score a goal, right? He'll score he'll score on Igor when we're winning 4 or 5 to nothing in game 1. Every- then he'll score on Igor when we're winning 6 or 7 to nothing in game 2. Then he'll score on Igor when we're winning 3 or 4 to nothing late in game 3. And the same in game 4. And he'll he'll have scored the four or five goals that mean nothing, or as that one guy on Twitter calls it, the A-Rod goal, <laughs> that means nothing yeah. in a game that his team is going to lose. And we will march right through Detroit because we are head and shoulders the better team. Please, please let us see fucking Detroit in the first round of the playoffs. Please, do you know who you know who Patrick Kane's hip is gonna love? Matt Rempe. <laughs> yeah, that's. You know what? That's a, that's a situation where I want to see Rempe in the playoffs. To just but, end Patrick, the greatest yeah. American hockey player's career. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Remember to visit our website, rangerthingspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, or send us an email, contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. For Dave Pacheco. Good night. Brendan Lyons. Oi. I'm catch Carlo you later, Mont- bro. <laughs> I'm Carlo Montanino. See you all next week. Well, I